The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Morning Sickness. $5,000. Good morning. <laughs> I just pictured it in my head. Good morning, everybody. How are you? It is uh, the Morning Sickness. It's 545. My name's John Holmberg. There's the very angry and evil Brady Bogart. We're trying to create a character. Uh, there's Brett Fesley. Big Dick Toledo's out here somewhere. It is Tuesday morning. It's a glorious day so far. And uh, it's game two tonight. Uh, Suns basketball. City. The city awaits the second game. The must-win game two. Sure must-win. They've created their own nightmare. A must-win game two scenario, which is always bad for a team with home court advantage to have a must-win at home in the second game. Now, everybody's like, must-win. Oh, They could lose, but you do not want to go into a series down 0-2 and realize, okay, we have to go 4-1 and now to get out of this thing. You want to at least leave here 1-1, one and one and you've done some of your job. The Clippers already won this first match. They're leaving here 1-1 one, one at the very worst. If they, if they steal tonight, this is bad. Best of seven, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's not good. But we'll see how they come out tonight. they got to come out a little fire. I imagine that they will come out and be a, uh, a team that shows you what they're made of. And that's good or bad tonight. Uh, the good thing is the fans now have ammunition. Because uh, that fight that was under the stands with Russell Westbrook has been revealed what the man said to him to set Russell Westbrook off to, again, and nobody in the sports world is talking about this part, grip his penis at an unreasonable uh, like strength. Russell Westbrook, if you haven't seen the video, uh, he grips it so hard and then starts yelling at the fan. I don't know when this trend started. I watch a lot of old like uh, movies and stuff, and it never happened in Greece. Like, you know, when the 
greasers and the T-Birds were ready to go. Zuko didn't yes. jump in there grabbing his crank? Yeah, Travolta's like, hey, you know what? You watch your mouth. And then he just squeezes his ticket. But that's tends. I think that's a, for some reason, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to sound like a bit. It seemed like a, it came from the black culture. Doesn't it? Like, it came from the rap culture. I'll even say that, because I don't think Luther Vandross ever did it either. I don't think Luther was like, <laughs> and they go, what you looking at, bitch? Yeah, it was he definitely never... more the hip-hop rap scene. Yeah, there was a lot of, you know, squeeze it hard. And, I mean, Russell's hanging on to that thing. And, again, Brady made the point yesterday that maybe it's maybe it's used as a weapon. I've seen Blacked.com as well. I don't want somebody, you know, wielding that thing. Who's and hitting guy, with it. Who's the guy in the locker room that came out swinging like a helicopter? Oh, that was Sam Cassell, the alien. And, uh, and I wish I wished the the trend at that point was to grab your dick because when I saw Sam Cassell's uh, ceiling fan spinning, I mean, I I've never felt like it could I've hold never been back the same. too, like a stress ball. Maybe you know, it is. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's, well, that could be. I never thought of that. Like a stress ball. If I do, if I squeeze, it wasn't working. But it was revealed what the fan said. Now I've been in these little VIP things underneath the the, the I. I, I Basically, I steal my way into those every game. I've got that's a anyway, got a system. I got a system, and I'm in there all the time on an illegal basis. But we're you know we're enjoying the food. I've even had the nerve to complain a few times that it's too crowded. It's I've, I've told some people like, look, we need <laughs> wow. to. I have. I, wow. I, I, I'm not going to lie, and I'm not supposed to. But anyway, I go down there all the time, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> now, in honesty, the side that he was on. Actually, that was uh, the healer. If that is the side, I never. I was going to say the other side. I've never been illegitimate on one side. I'm always. I'm always scamming. Anywho, that's not here nor there. Uh, but the guy, uh, the fans uh, will be just amongst the, the players, and then they walk through. It's a shortcut to the locker room. And it's r- really odd occasionally when the coaches of the uh, opposing team don't take the traditional route to the locker room. They walk them through the VIP. They walk them right through the fans, little uh, staging. And, and it's weird because then all of a sudden there's just, you know, the giants of the game are walking through. And you're like, oh, my God. They're like, I'm just eating some shrimp, and there's Joel Embiid and the Sixers always go through that route. The Kings did it, too. So it was, it's not rare for the players and fans to be in that spot. The fan sitting on the couch sees Russell go by. Now, you're in a, a hostile territory, and he does the traditional chant that Russell doesn't like, evidently, and gives him a, West Brick! Now, nice. Russell's shooting is not good. It's one. It's one of the knocks on his it game. Talked about it during yeah, the game. He, he's not a good shooter. One of the reasons Russell Westbrook gets all the rebounds and pisses you off is because nobody's guarding him. You don't have to. The dude runs free on the court all the time. There's a, there's a, he's hustled. There's no question. He's all about hustle. He went on TV the other day and said, "I'm one of the best rebounders in the game. I'm one of the best at my position to offensive rebounders." Like, yeah, because. Because you're always the guy that has his defender leave for the double team. We're not worried about you shooting the ball. You were three for 19, for God's sakes. You're West Brick. So, the fans have been given ammunition. It gets under his skin to the point where he'll have one hand grabbing his dick so hard he won't be able to even get a rebound if we all chant West Brick, even in our homes. West Brick! West Brick! Like Daryl. Daryl Strawberry's yeah, yeah. getting it. Tears would roll down his face. West Brick is what we do tonight. That is our job. As fans throughout the city, it would be awesome to have a microphone on the city at about, you know, 740 and just hear the whole town. West Brick. It would be amazing from, you know, as Vince Murata says, from the 101 to the 303 all the way through just a whole city chanting West Brick. Because what it does is makes him tingle in his genitals, evidently, and he has to squeeze that. I don't understand that move. I've never once thought I'm so mad. I'm just going to squeeze my dick. I have been so frustrated during 
uh, video games that I've had to pause and go take care of something. I've had to tug it out to just stress relief. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, I break PlayStation controllers. I don't, I don't grab my junk. That's so I don't. Oh, okay. I learned that there is a way, like when John Madden football in the mid and late 90s was known to be the cheapest game on the planet. And I'm, st- I'm frustrated talking about it. There he goes. I would, uh, I would often get aroused out of anger. And uh, have to go release. My body would say, "There's one way out of this." There, it's you know when you have those little uh, steam things that you got to you got to let go, or it's going to be an explosion in an engine. <laughs> yeah, it's that. So I would go in the bath. I'd come back aces. like an instapot. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, uh oh, we better release a little. The release valve is gets getting a little overheated. <laughs> come back, grab the controllers, and so what? The Giants didn't get that interception. So what? The game uh, somehow or another awarded seven points to the Buccaneers on an interception. That they didn't get. So what? I've just gone to the bathroom and taken care of business. All the Madden video games were... I would get frustrated to the point of arousal, which is probably a trend that most rapists understand. (laughs) Because I don't understand it. But never once did I just start squeezing. Russell Westbrook gets mad at a man and wants to fight him. And he squeezes. So that's when you know you've got him. So tonight, look for Russell Westbrook to fondle his genitals in a somewhat violent fashion. And that means we're getting under his skin. That's a thing. I don't understand that at all. I don't get being angry and grabbing your junk. Maybe it's just a testosterone thing. Maybe it's a man thing. I don't even see it in the wild. I don't see, you know, like uh, giant, uh, you know, primates of some type when they fight that they grab their dicks. I've seen, you know, like a lot of National Geographic stuff. I've never once seen an animal grab its dick to fight a man or another of the male. They should have one of their promos where a fan goes out there and, you know, shoots something. It's just throwing those cardboard bricks. Oh, the Westbrook challenge. Oh, oh. See, this is why this whole show needs to be in the promotions department. In-game ops, did you just hear that genius idea right there? The Russell Westbrook challenge where people go out and shoot literal foam bricks from three-point range and and they get a Russell jersey and everything. (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. (laughs) Well, the crowd chants, Westbrook, during a timeout. All you have to do is get one in. From outside, it can't be a, you know, it's got to just be a, it can't be a layup. It has to be a shot. That's great. A Westbrook challenge. Genius. <coughs> oh, that's brilliant. But, uh, yeah, he, so we got that, uh, got that job to do right there. And, yeah, I think it's, I think it is from rap videos where people think that, I watch a lot of OP Live, too. And it seems like when uh, people get mad at the police now. And it's now it's permeated into, you know, the hillbilly culture as well. White kids do it. They're, they grab their dicks. And I don't know why that is. I've never, ever, I, I want both hands to be available to me. I don't want to be masturbating and fighting. That's hard to do. But Challenge accepted. Yeah, I mean, you know what? right. You and I, let's, uh, let's go. Let's go down the hall real quick and see. Well, I got gloves in the car. We'll both, I, I got, I got rights and left, so we'll, we'll be fine. And we'll grab our dicks and, and please ourselves while we try to pummel the other man. Homebirds morning sickness. They smell, they're sticky, they say things that are horrible. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. I've often said this too, and I told this to... uh, one of the nine or ten times I met Eddie Johnson, and he won't remember this conversation because he always introduces him to, how you doing, sport? I'm like, hi, Eddie, it's John again. Sport. Anyway, It's a great thing that uh, basketball players aren't fighters, boxers, UFC, whatever, because they're the weakest individuals in the world. If Russell Westbrook, I would stand up to Russell Westbrook, as intimidating as he may be. I have absolutely no problem fighting him. I've seen what's knocked him down on a basketball court, and it is feather light. And it also leaves them reeling, like... Boxers get knocked down, there's a 10 count, and you're like, wow, that must have been a hell of a shot. And you usually see it, like the guy's eyes are dizzy and whatever, and he's still trying to get up. A basketball player gets scraped across the face, and it's like a 12-minute delay in the game while he like lays on the ground. Like These are not tough guys. all the years guys. of the NBA, I think there's only been two punches that have landed. Oh, well, and one was Ron Artest in the, in the crowd punching yep. a guy. Yeah, well, there's been the Rudy Tomjanovich punch yeah. was pretty memorable, and that was a sucker punch. But Manute Bowles That's threw the one, one I'm thinking of, but I yeah. can't think of uh, there aren't many other than quality uh, basketball fights. I remember they did an NBC Sports used to carry basketball, and the tough guys of the uh, the, uh, the Sixers were playing the tough guys of the Pistons, and I forget who it was. It might have been Rick Mahorn had said, "You know, you grow up on the streets." You learn to fight, so if they want to bully, we'll bully. And that particular game, there was a fight. And I swear to God, women in parking lots in Compton are more are tighter fighters than what I was watching. This crazy <laughs> straight arm body swing, like yeah. when your sister used to fight and just her arms were coming at you like crazy. I've never seen a good fighter in a basketball game, ever. I, I, basketball players are as weak as soccer players when it comes to getting bumped. And writhing in agony. It happened last night. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis and Draymond Green. Uh, DeMontis goes down. Sabonis goes down. He's down. And Draymond, and he grabs Draymond's leg. And I'm not a fan of Draymond Green's behavior because it's, you know, smoke fire. It always seems to end up around Draymond that there's trouble. And there's a reason why Chappelle has the answer. It's because he's got the greatest name in the history of black people. Because you know immediately this dude's badass. (laughs) Draymond Green, he is going to hurt you. And uh, so Draymond's foot ends up on Sabonis' chest. And he tries to pull. And Sabonis is holding his leg. And then Draymond (laughs) just steps on him and launches himself off. And... (laughs) I'm like, all right, well, you know, you were asking for it. You hung on to this dude's foot, and he stomped you. He, he stomp- Simone's been on the ground for like 18 minutes. He goes to the hospital. Uh, you're x-raying his ribs, you know. It's like when you punched a kid in school that was like, my ribs are all broken. I'm never going to be. And you're fine. Just, you know, here's a cold washcloth. You're going to be all right. He, you know, we're very worried about him. And Draymond gets kicked out. And I'm like, these guys are pussies. I mean, football players get stepped on, banged into your body is capable of taking a step. Now, maybe if it comes back, he broke ribs. I didn't see it. But it is just, look, if Russell Westbrook, what I'm saying is if Russell Westbrook stands up to you tonight, just fight him. All you got to do is just kind of take four fingers and scrape them across his face. It knocks every basketball player down for at least 25 seconds. 
And they just hold their eye in agony. It's agony, agonizing. I've been touched in the face. Here, let me grab my dick real quick and hold my eye and roll around. It's the weirdest thing. So, Westbrook is the chant. All of us, at the game or not at the game. Westbrook. He hates it. He hated it in L.A. He hated it before L.A., but it really took took flight in L.A. And if the whole crowd, like we did with uh, Antetokounmpo a couple years ago in his free throws, when the whole crowd was counting because he takes forever to shoot a free throw. Westbrook, as a group. I'll be there tonight leading the charge. Hope the crowd gets in, but you guys do it at home. And the whole city will chant it, and it'll help out. Trust me. If you're in that VIP area, and he goes walking through. West brick him to death. Get your, cardboard, get your cardboard yeah. brick and say, will you sign this? Sign this. Oh, if we could just bring bricks to the building. Another thing to do, get your Russell Westbrick autograph. Try to, oh. And Doug Hopkins sits right behind the Clippers bench. And I told him, I said, you West brick them to death tonight. They're right there. You do that all night. Doug's been in fights with Mark Cuban. He's been in arguments with everything. In fact, the fun thing was... Player wives. Remember that uh, the big fat drunk guy I told you about that runs up and down the stairs? It's the game within the game that yeah, my friend that Mark can, and I. Uh, oh, yeah. Seriously down. Oh, it's seven, eight, gallons. I met him finally the other night because uh, I'm watching the game. There were two seats next to Doug Hopkins empty. And Doug started to fight with the Clippers bench because a couple of them wouldn't sit down. And they're like, they talk back because they don't like anybody talking. Like they're very fragile, this Clipper uh, psyche. And so Doug's like, these guys are pussies like we're cheering for our team they look like you guys are jerks like wow you're you're in the i don't know all right whatever so the two empty seats next to doug uh, now they're and doug's dad was with him so it was like doug's dad is you know not popping up and down out of the seat real fast so it was kind of a pain in the ass wonder who that was couldn't see the game i personally hate doug's seats they're nearly up front you sit behind the bench he always says you're up in the nosebleeds I'm, i'm 12 rows behind him i can see the game and never once do i have this problem so doug and i have this debate all the time so the guy running that little section says, hang on a second. I'll get the most annoying guy in the arena. Runs up and grabs my fat beer guy and plops him next to Hopkins. And Hopkins comes to me later and goes, I don't know what's worse, the Clippers or this guy. I'm like, oh, that guy, by far, trust me. I've watched this guy for three years. He's insane. Stood up the entire time, swilling and spilling and barking and yelling. The whole It was great. So everybody knows my big fat beer guy that I've been watching as the – Arena's most obnoxious fan. I think it's great. West Brick, all night long. Should be great. But if you are confronted by an NBA player, just know, you know, this is a little tactical black uh, tutorial. When the guy grabs his dick, he's got no defense on that side. That, that arm's down. So you want to come in with hooks on that end. You know, you want to come in with straights on the hand that is currently masturbating. That's the side you want to attack. His other hand's probably pretty quick. You only have one to worry about. It's like fighting a one-armed man. And uh, you really want to just go after that side that's wide open. It's bad defense to grab your dick in a fight. Just bad defense. Hey, always it's built-in risk control. Yeah, Eyes up, hands up. That's a, that's a boxing thing. Keep your hands up at all times. Defend yourself at all times. If you grab your dick at all, in a, I've never seen Floyd Mayweather do it where his glove just goes down and he starts jerking off and fighting you with one hand. It, it's a disadvantage by, uh, by a long shot. Tends to be a very uh, like street thing. It's a tough guy move, and I don't understand it. Especially in basketball, where I think most every basketball player, kind of a pussy. They talk a big game, but man, when they get, they just fall down. Like, oh my God, he's, I think he's dead. Soccer players are tougher than basketball players. Because most of the time, at least they got a shin-to-shin thing, which everybody knows hurts for about 25 seconds. You can't help but roll around. They flop and fake it. Basketball players just get hurt. I've seen a guy walk to the 
locker room after being touched in the face once. I'm like, you picked the right sport because boxing? I've never once watched a boxer get touched, like jabbed, and then just crumble like a house of cards, start crying, and then be walked to a hospital. He needs to go see the trainers. His face was touched. This is Look at him. He's grabbing his dick. Clearly he's angry. Did Lambeer start all this? The dick grabbing? No, no. The whole the whole blow on him and they basically fall over type thing. Uh, you know, no. he's, like, he's got to be one of the OGs. He was a flop artist, but that dude delivered some shots. Yeah. yeah. He was Yeah, I'll he say, was dropping guys. Nothing about those late 80s, early 90s Pistons were. That's a group I'm pretty much thinking they fight to the death kind of guys. That was hard hitting. But their skills in fighting were not, you know, I grew up on the streets. I've... I've seen it all. I had to fight to survive. And I'm like, that's how you fight to survive in Bedford-Stuyvesant? It looks, this is not a tight uh, outfit. This is just a guy flailing around. And yeah, you're long, so you got some reach. But Jesus, he's not a, you're not a good fighter at all. I don't know how you made it out of the streets. Who did you beat up in the streets? Women? Because it's just, this is a girl fight. And for some reason, it felt like the refs would let them get away with a little more well, during the game. They had a reputation. That's an NBA thing. Yep. You come in with those sons have a soft reputation. The, but the flopping that he used oh. to do, though, was just ridiculous. And, and it's always... You walk by him and he fall. I always laugh when I see a 7-foot, 290-pound man get bumped into in the chest. And his and he he's he's thrown against gravity 10 feet in the air, backwards, and lands on his back. Now, if you've ever tried it, it's a skill. Break falls are skills. To, to flop your body down and break yourself is something you got to practice. Nobody did it like... The Pistons in the 90s. They invented the throw your giant body down if a... And slide seven feet. Yeah, I watched I watched Campaign bounce off of Joel Embiid once. And I mean, you could throw Campaign out of a cannonball into Joel Embiid, and he might take a couple steps back. That's if he's at 100 miles an hour of Campaign being shot out of a cannon. He driving throws his shoulder into Joel Embiid, and I watched this tree go down, and I'm like, all right. You have no... You cannot... Mean mug ever again if campaign knocked you down. I want to see if I want to see a basketball player just take that shot and and I take pride in blowing up campaign for even having the nerve to to bump into me. You're a nerf ball. You're what? going the other way. But instead, it's Lambier taking a charge on Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, yeah. Muggsy. Muggsy <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Muggsy bumps into it. Oh, 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 oh. He's, suddenly he's on ice. Basketball players aren't tough, period. They just, they look mean. And again, when you're grabbing your dick, it's intimidating. And somebody's going to jerk off on me? Is this what's happening? But Westbrook, that's tonight's thing. I'm all amped up. Tonight's big game. Very excited. Got to win it. Got to win it. And Monty Williams is catching a lot of national uh, national heat for uh, his coaching skills the other night. They were bad. And he at least he admitted it, but there was... Like, you know, we were saying no rotation, no no clear cut. Why are we going to Landry Shamit for 24 minutes answers? There's no reason for anything. We'll find out tonight. But that crowd, not just when he has the ball, just when he's out on the floor. West brick him all night long. All night. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. 98. Holmberg's morning sickness. I got an email from a lady who said, like, maybe you can get him involved in this. She said, my new boyfriend is great, uh, really going well, but I just recently found out how little he's into sports. I thought it could be a little bit, but he is not at all into sports. 
I want to make him love it. My family is huge college and pro sports nuts. I grew up with that atmosphere. Uh, I've never been with a man who doesn't like sports. Um, Suns games are really annoying because he comes over and he wants to be part of it, but he just sits there and stares at his phone playing Candy Crush. (laughs) Is there something wrong, John, with a man who doesn't like sports? Yes. Is there any hope I can make him like it? It's getting in the way of a really good potential relationship. Brett answered your question. I'm sorry. 100%. You're going to have to move on. Yeah. Data man. <laughs> it's simple. Probably drinks it's simple Bud Light, that. too, doesn't he? What colors uh, probably. Is, does he wear a purple or orange dress to the sun's matches? It is a, uh, if you're a sports girl, no change, changing a guy to a sports person is not going to happen. If you're a sports guy, a girl who doesn't like sports will usually just kind of glom on to, you know, they, they, they just want to be part they of it. They can do what they yeah. want to do. Over yeah. there. They they show up and, you know, their last boyfriend was a Bronco fan. Their current boyfriend is a Charger fan. And they'll just switch allegiances. They got no sports loyalty. And sometimes they do and it gets in the way because my last boyfriend was a Bronco fan. And the guy's like, why do you still love him? Like, we see that as love. We see it as like. Because <laughs> it is. It is. Because it is true passion and true love. You don't understand, ladies, what true love actually is. And it's not you. It isn't at all. We only feel true, passionate psychologically proven love for our sports teams. Like, that is a man's... You can't take that from us. You just can't. You want loyalty from us, top to bottom? But this dude has none of the above. Here's the thing. Look, ask any psychiatrist. A man has to fight temptations, troubles, to stay straight and narrow in a relationship. Never is he tempted to switch teams. (laughs) Never. So we have it in us, and I think that's why women see it. We never look at other teams and go, I wonder what they're doing. (laughs) That's a hot team. We don't do it. We just don't. That's our true passion. And so a man without that seems to be missing passion. Maybe he's he's smarter than all of us, but I don't see it. So, yes, I don't think a woman who loves sports and a family from sports can date a sportsless guy. Because sports guys who don't like sports never come around. Sportsless women end up showing up to the games, and they like being part of the thing. And usually, they kind of wear the jersey, and they look cute in it, and they know that, and that's kind of the fun of it. I think it's acceptable. Like maybe he's not a big basketball fan, but he's a big football fan or baseball sure. fan or something. As long as he's yeah. got some kind of right. sports background, he's got to have. Know, a, yeah. It seems like a like a zero passion person, right? Who doesn't? And you know, a lot of times they're like you said, a little more like women. <laughs> he's a data man because. He seemed like if he doesn't have that, I guess us uh, us real men, like I'll yes, just say that. Absolutely. We don't understand that. Like, what do you like? Like, we feel like. D&D. You know what I wonder if it's like you know. when women tell. Here's when, a Midori sour. When women with kids tell women without kids what they're missing out on. It's like they just don't register. Why don't you want kids? Like, I've seen it. I've watched a woman cry and tell Megan, like, if you don't have kids, like, you're, what's wrong with you? Like, you're cheating yourself. And, like, I don't know. It's like being born blind. I don't know. It might be the same for guys. It's like, why don't you have a team? Like, you don't understand all the, what you're missing. Like, there's a feeling inside you that you can't get any other way. It makes you angry and you grab your dick. And, like, it's, <laughs> you don't you understand? So I think a, a passion. And it's got to be generation because a lot of times, you know, it's the parents that start on liking, a, uh, you know, a team 
Sure. Or, or liking another yeah. team. Yeah. That passion is passed down. It's in your DNA. I know better because I'm not a huge hockey fan. I like the game. But I know better than to go to Paul's house on hockey night and play pretend I'm in on it. Oh, yeah. Because I'd come across as less than. I'm not a man compared to the – because I've chosen to just stand and be the guy who's like, these chips are great. Is Connor McDavid on this team? No, he's on Edmonton, you idiot. Okay, I know him. I know him. Like, oh, get him out of here. <laughs> are the Bruins good this year? Oh, yeah, no, they're 65 and 12. Who is this guy? I heard they're good. Are they still from Boston? All right, your lady friend has to go. <laughs> I love icing. Yeah, you just don't. <laughs> icing sounds fun because it's always on cakes. So here's what I like to do with cakes, boys. All right. Paul, we got to get your buddy. Hey, homework. You can't talk hockey in here. <laughs> you wouldn't invite me. You just don't. My friend Danny texted me uh, yesterday, and I haven't seen Danny for a long time. And he's like, hey, we need to hook up and grab a beer. I'm free this week. And he said, what about uh, tomorrow, meaning today, or Thursday? And I said, ooh, tomorrow's Suns game, Thursday, Suns road game. And I said, but you know what we could do? We could go downtown and watch it and, you know, reconnect there. And he goes, ah. I don't, want, I don't think you want me yabbing in your ear during the whole game. I'm like, not a fan? He goes, I don't care. I'm like, all right, yeah, you've made the right choice. I don't want to be with you either. I mean, it was basically just two guys agreeing. But he gets it. He gets it. Yeah. Instead of going, I'd love to watch the ball, basket, basketball with you. Is it hockey ball or basketball? Which, which do you watch? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, there is something about that I don't know that you can fix. I don't think a man who doesn't like sports, you can ever Move on. swing him in. Move on. Yeah. I, I, I struggle when a guy's like, yeah, I love that team. My second favorite is, I'm like, oh. You're oh, one of those. You're one of those. That's my American League team. That's my national. No, 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 no. You get one. You get one, and then you move on. You, you live and die with it, and you bleed it, or you, you just don't care that much. Just say I don't care that much. You're hedging your bets when you got three or four favorite teams. But now it's different because kids don't cheer for teams. They cheer for players. That's a fantasy football thing. It's fantasy sports has made it so they just follow a guy. Changed him. Well, that yeah. and you don't have players sticking with teams anymore True. either like they used to. You yeah. know I mean? And if, at a certain point, like Till Summon says. Is there two years on your squad? Yeah. yeah. You're cheering for laundry. At yeah. a certain point, you're just like, whoever wears the outfit, I'll just cheer for the outfit. Anyway, sorry about that, lady, but it doesn't look good for you. That that's, that's going to be a lasting, long relationship. So, <clears throat> you know. Tuesday, what would Brady do? Milk the rock. Just milk it until it's dry. It's going to dry up eventually. And it's not even football season. So if your family's huge college, huge pro sports, football's probably in on that. If you're not liking what you see with basketball, American male sitting there playing Candy Crush during a football game, that's just embarrassing for him. You're putting him in a bad spot. If he was over for the uh, spring football scrimmage on your team... (laughs) Like the Scarlet and Gray right. game just happened last Saturday. Right. That's what a fan. You're going to have about. a tough, yeah, tough time. Yeah. If look, he doesn't. If he doesn't care enough, like he's just showing up and anybody playing candy. Like I'd kick you out of my house at a Steelers game if I see you playing Candy Crush. Like, all right, you need to go. You're killing the vibe. Like I would see it as a superstition problem. Like we need everybody, all hands on deck. What's going on out here? Playing Candy Crush. All right, you need to go somewhere else. You, you, you can't come over and play Candy Crush while all of us bleed out our eyes for every play that's on the TV. Come on, take a take a walk. That's me. I love sports, but I don't like. I'm not into college football, so I never go I to my go. buddy's house when it's college. You right. know, hey, want to come over and watch uh, Michigan? No. no, I don't. I don't, I don't even no. know who's playing. Whatever. Here, see now. This did guy's... you have to mission, mention that team? 
Of course, that's when I did that. This guy said, Tyrus says, I'm not a sports guy. I don't follow sports, basketball, baseball, football, but I'm a martial artist, 35 years. I surf. I pay. You're an athlete. Right. You're, you're into sports. That's yeah. sports. It's just not the traditional big four. But you've got a passion that is a sport. There's, I just don't I, I just don't know what you like if you don't like one. I, that's me. I'd love to hear an explanation saying I hate all sports. I'm a man. I love Candy Crush. Hector got a keeper here. He says, I got my wife into Formula One racing. Now she wants me to spend 3 k per ticket to go to Vegas <laughs> and watch See, it. That's well, a good woman. I had a, a buddy of mine, Mike, who is a huge F1 racing fan. And the mistake he made was getting his wife interested because now his old solo trips that where he runs off to, you know, Milan. He got double the like. She makes good money, so it's like she kicks in. But now he's got that going. Like he's got to now he's got to tote her around, and I, they probably enjoy that. But it's an ex, that's an expensive sport to start liking oh, yeah. too much. Tickets for that stuff thousands of dollars, and air travel. A lot of it's overseas, and plus you got to get up at like three in the morning to watch a few of the races, and he does. Yeah, JV, my brother-in-law, huge loves it too. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I have a friend who went to Dubai just to watch cars, and I'm like, man, oh man, that's 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 liking it. And I, you know, tip your cap, but don't invite me. Yeah, I'd be a waste of time. Now we got Larry who works with us here, doesn't like any sports, drone uh, races. <clears throat> no, I don't know. He just he likes drones upsy downsies. <laughs> I don't think like, like the racing thing was interesting for a minute, but Larry's interest is like video game stuff. Yeah, and I guess you know that sort of a thing, but. You wouldn't invite Larry to your hockey ball parties. It would be a disaster. No. He would, well, I, I don't have Midori at my house, people first People would of make all, them so. right. <laughs> Sorry. People would be like, what's wrong with him? You, you just don't want to put guys in that position. Just don't take a man who doesn't like sports and try to plug him in. You're making, you're, you're making that poor guy look bad. You know, it's funny. The only, um, yeah, I would say probably the only sporting event that it doesn't matter if you're not a fan or not, but you're a fan of the event. We have a melting pot because there's a good chance your team's not in it, but you still go and watch. Yeah, it's the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, Super yeah. Bowl is an all, yeah, that's all, all in. I still don't want to watch with a bunch of candy crushers. And it's not for the the game is third. Yeah. Commercials, yeah. entertainment. Right. Just the. For know. the non-fans. Yeah. They're they just they part still of the enjoy happening. the event. It's just something that everybody's going to know about. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's a social gathering. I mean, that lady that comes to the Super Bowl things we have up there at. Desert Ridge, and then she's there grading papers because she's a teacher while her Irish husband gets plastered and starts yelling terrible, terrible jokes at us. Oh, man, that guy. He's funny. He is. Well, you get a few beers in Even me, I start yeah. feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey, hey, Easy hey, there, hey. chief. Hey. <laughs> there might be like nine Indians here. Keep it down. <laughs> but he's, he's very funny, but when he gets a few in him, he's like, mm. now the, the governor's off, and there's a few jokes that probably shouldn't be told publicly. Hey, Humbert, Humbert, come over here for a second. I got, I got one for you. Black guy, Chinaman, no, no. <laughs> what? Not a couple of pints, big whoop. Like, all right, enough. Your wife's grading paper. She's a decent lady. You shut your Irish mouth for a minute. All right, I'll tell you another one in a few seconds. One-armed black guy. I'm like, no. <laughs> what do you, what, what are dyslexic racists most afraid of? No, 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 no. <laughs> I know the answer, too. That's the worst part. Anyway. So it's tonight. Uh, I'm all fired up for it. It feels good. It feels good to have this kind of energy. I just, I just don't want to walk away down. It's the, it's the roller coaster of playoff basketball. Uh, but Westbrook, that's our goal tonight. So let's get a, uh, a wake-up song this morning, shall we? 585-9800. A good one. And we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. 98 KUPD.
You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.